Welcome to The Wind Down, an afternoon podcast where two techie blokes sit down over a bowl of wine and chat about what's happening in the world of tech. Enjoy while Scott and Nick open up about their week in technology. Well, ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon and welcome to The Wind Down. I'm Nick Bojard and with me I have... Scott. Hello, Scott. How are you? Hello, hello, Nick. It's a welcome again another week. Another week, another week. Now, for those of you who are th- thinking we're live, we actually recorded this earlier today, just so you know, we're required to say that. Um, so we won't be answering comments live um, today, but do leave us a comment if, you, if you'd like to. This is a recording and should be available everywhere simultaneously about 4.15 uh, uh, this afternoon. So, Scott, before we stop, where are we? What yeah. are we drinking? Although the picture sort of shows I'm deep inside a cellar, which is where I'd like to be. Um, yes, uh, uh, I am now in my nice little uh, virtual recording studio, which is great. Uh, and But I've, I've actually got the, the cousin of what you had uh, last week. This is the Little Giant. Now, they're, they're interesting. They're actually, uh, they've got a sort of a stumpy sort of bottle, so it stands out. It's a bit, bit smaller than the other bottles. Um, but this is um, one of the, it falls in a, a broader brand group. So you had, I think, the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Last yep. week, and this this falls into that same sort of ownership group uh, of a, a number of marketing brands that sort of attract a certain um, a, a certain clientele for each sort of one. But this is um, this is a good solid performer. Um, again, they talk about having uh, growing the the grapes in ancient soils, um, and I'm yet to find out which soils are not ancient. I mean, do you? Do you sort of go down to the supermarket and go and make soil by the ingredients well, you can. for soil? I think, you, but... I, think you, I think you can. I think if you have like new leaf mulch, which just creates a top layer of soil, that might not be very old. That might be fairly no. fresh. But the, the soil in it is still soil. Yeah, I suppose. How do you grow soil? Do you well, plant it in basically, other soil? It's organic matter, which is decomposed to a point and got compressed, isn't it? Like coal, only less so. There you go. Anyway, so yes, I, have, yeah, I have one of these. I have a Riddock from oh, the Riddock. Yes. yes. Lovely cab sav. Yes, it is a cab sav. It doesn't say anything about ancient soils. Um, oh, well, but, there you go. Mine must be better then. <laughs> but it does say cool maritime climate, exceptional vineyard, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. Enjoy now or age with careful cellaring. That, doesn't happen with my wines, unfortunately. No careful yeah. cellaring there. So <laughs> they've got they're a consistent performer, though. That's good. They are. They are. So today we're going to have a chat about Wi-Fi six. Um, we are. We've talked before Wi-Fi four versus Wi-Fi five versus Wi-Fi six, and I everyone's sitting there going, yeah. "Oh my god, another technical conversation." But we're not going to make this no. technical, are we? We we are not. No, this is um, this Two is not about how Wi-Fi <laughs> six works. We, we're going to uh, look at a more broader view on look. What, do I need this? Yeah, we, I'm, I'm the average business. Should I be putting this in? What's what's going on? Do I need to rush out and do this tomorrow, or can I wait a little while and see what happens? It's it's a fascinating conversation because I see the same. I, I saw the same with three G and 4G and 5G and gigabit Ethernet and all sorts of technologies where the networky guys get really, 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 really excited about it. And most of us are kind of going, oh, it's a bit faster. Uh, yes, my yeah. mail still works or I can still open up a web browser. And that's kind of the point. But um, yes. yes, so we're going to talk about 
Y five six. So, yes. so is it mainstream? Are there lots of people doing it? Is it is it really new and flashy? What talk to me, Scott? Yeah, look, it, it it it's it's getting there now. We've we've had a few issues in the industry uh, around global supply chains, uh, and therefore, although Wi Fi six officially has been available for a while, the the reality is it's been hard to get. And uh, now you, if you're looking at the consumer version of the, uh, the the routers, you can get into like a JP Hi Fi or a local store. Yeah, sure, they've been around, uh, and there's usually some brand of something that's got Wi Fi six hundred available, um, but that's not your normal sort of business access point. Your, your business grade access points have been a little slower to get out um, in volume. Uh, they've started to appear in the last couple of months, so um, we're getting a bit more focus and attention on. Oh, oh great! Now, yeah, do I need to be upgrading to this level, or what sort of going on there? But look. Globally, um, there are 16.4 billion odd Wi-Fi devices in use. Wow! I thought, oh, that's, that's an interesting number. And that's now, if you think about it, how many uh, people are in the world? Was it? Uh, yeah, so it's more than many. more than one for every two people. I think always oh, seven point something billion. Yeah. So there's there's we're just at the point of a couple of devices around. each. Yeah, I just just sort of came to mind. I should have prepared that number earlier. But there's at least a couple of devices each, which I thought was um, was interesting. Seven point eight billion is the global population. If you're interested, there you go. So what's that? Two point one each or two point oh five devices each. Um, So is this? uh, Do you consider? So this is a question. When people say devices. Lots of things talk Wi-Fi. Every laptop talks Wi-Fi. Every mobile phone, every smartphone talks Wi-Fi. You've got Wi-Fi access points that talk Wi-Fi, and then you've got smart plugs and bulbs, and that's it's that's all right. of that, is it? That's right. Anything that's got its own address or needs to be uniquely identified on the network would be a device. Right. So, yes, everything that connects to Wi-Fi that you can pick up and say, oh, look, it's got a network address, that... Yeah, it, that is a device. What, what have I got at home? I've got cameras that stream. I've got yeah. um, my TV. I've got six mobile phones, probably lots of older ones. I've got mm. now. I've got lots of Wi-Fi devices. I'm I'm not that big on the Wi-Fi cameras. No, just just one of those. I mean, because I look oh, no, at them the, as... just just the the camera I'm using at the moment is a a um a, just a, a normal consumer grade 4K, you know. Uh, video camera, mm. but it's got a Wi-Fi capability, so it can stream directly somewhere. Yes, but you are much better off having physical cable connections for at least for cameras over Wi-Fi connections, just for sure. quality of image and stability and less interference. Yeah. Um, but um, look, there's uh, according to the Wi-Fi global industry, there are 4.2 billion Wi-Fi devices shipped annually. So roughly a quarter of whatever is out there is reshipped annually as, as well. And half of those are now Wi-Fi 6 enabled. Right. So, okay. so, so, so there's lots of things that are Wi-Fi 6. So this is where you've got an interesting – well, I don't know why Wi-Fi 6 is better yet, but I know you're going to get that. Ah. Well, um, it, it may be. Okay. Cool. Or it <laughs> might interfere with other devices less. Or Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that. Okay, cool. All right. So so the reason I'd upgrade my access points as a business is because what you're saying is, you know, a quarter of all devices are now probably Wi-Fi 6 enabled, and that's going to keep expanding out, although the number keeps increasing and it's chasing its tail. But Yes. Now, those devices will still work on Wi-Fi 5, so mm-hmm. it's not 
essentially, it, it, if you haven't got Wi-Fi 6, it's not to say that they're just going to, oh, I can't connect. No, they'll, they will go down to an older standard to make sure they can connect. Um, but there's certain benefits out of Wi-Fi 6, but just as important, are you going to make use of those benefits? So we, let's, let's cover there that we, a little bit. There we go. Let's talk about those. So here are the things I give a... Here's the things I care about. I'll stop going down that line because that led me to saying words I don't want to say. But here's the things I care about when it comes to Wi-Fi. Is it quick? Is it stable? Do my kids moan that they can't stream Netflix? There we go. That's Wi-Fi for me. Those are, those are good two out of three good business questions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we should say, when we're talking about Wi-Fi 6, um, if you get a bit confused by looking at the box or looking at labels, it's, it's a thing called 802.11ax. That's your Wi-Fi 6 standard. Now, the old Wi-Fi 5 standard was 802.11ac, and hopefully that's as technical as we need to sort of get in this, but some of the boxes don't put the modern marketing logos on, the Wi-Fi 6, the Wi-Fi 5s, and so forth. So it's the AX part that we're really sort of looking at here for Wi-Fi 6. And that's the standard which describes it, isn't it? Yeah, and this is the whole intent of the uh, of the Wi-Fi industry to say, look, let's stop putting all these little numbers and dots and all these, because they didn't make any sense. And there was no pattern to them really that made any sense. They said, let's just call the standards four five and six and so forth and going yep. forward. Of course, now there's a six E and we'll cover that a little bit later on as well. But, <laughs> okay. um, so come yeah. on, Scott, let's ask okay. a big question. Do I need to upgrade? So let, let's, let's look at this. It's important to understand what problem you are trying to solve. Now, Wi-Fi 6 uh, has a couple of key benefits. Um, if you look at the average business, and this equally applies to the average household, more and more Wi-Fi enabled devices are appearing. It used to be you may have had a, a couple of devices in years past, um, maybe at home sort of thing. You may have had your, your laptop that you took into the office and back, but you may have had a couple of other things as well. All of a sudden now, uh, and there's there's a number approaching this is the average household in the next few years will have up to 50 Wi-Fi devices. Wow. Now, if you think about that, the key issue in that is not so much that, okay, they all want network connectivity for whatever reason. Yes, there's a few little TV streaming boxes and laptops. You've got a few other people with their phones and their watch and they, it all adds up very quickly. Um, the issue becomes, okay, I've gone down and I've bought a little Wi-Fi 6 access point or router and I've stuck it in the corner and, oh, gee, this Wi-Fi is slow unless I'm sitting right beside it or it doesn't stretch far enough or what's going on. And, and you know, it, it just seems to be a lot more sluggish than it used to be. And, oh, the internet's slow. Call the ISP or something. Or, yep. you know, why doesn't this network work? And I keep getting these dropouts. And that's a very regular sort of thing I hear a lot about. Um so if you think about Wi-Fi 5 for a minute, uh, Wi-Fi 5 had the ability to do, let's say, four up to four things at once, depending on, and this depends on if you actually got that, uh, got the versions of the access points that supported that. Mm -hmm. um, now think about a, a thing as once as being a delivery. It could deliver four things at once. Even think, think about it as a truck. Yep. You've got four trucks. And, you know, people have ordered stuff, so I've got to go and stick the little package in the truck and send those four trucks out to do individual deliveries all at the same time. Then they all come back. That's great. Wi-Fi 6 says I can now do eight. Okay, so we've got more capacity at that point to do more things at once. That's one starting point. So is this, is this, this is almost analogous to bandwidth. It is bandwidth. Okay. We've got, well, yes, but we've got more capacity available, and it's in a number of ways. Um, Wi-Fi uh, Wi-Fi 6 using existing capacity, and I'll stay off 
Wi-Fi 6E for the moment because that actually adds additional capacity. But Wi-Fi 6 uses the existing capacity. It's a lot more efficient. Uh, yep. And it also able is um, uh, it's able to do more things at the same time. So this is the whole concept of, yes, we can do the eight deliveries at once. But also, instead of having those eight deliveries, which, by the way, are like access point to device, they're person-to-person -person sort of deliveries, one-to-one, -one. Wi-Fi 6 says, you know what, that delivery that, that Nick's ordered just now, instead of me putting a, a package in a truck and sending it to Nick, knowing that, hey, three-quarters of the truck's empty, I can now go and stick a whole bunch of other stuff in those trucks for other people at the same time. Right. So that delivery can hold multiple sub-deliveries. And all it means is that we're getting a lot more efficient with how we use the bandwidth. Now, when you've got a, a business or a house with many devices within close proximity of an access point, this is where the problem starts to occur because you may have like 10 trying to talk at once under Wi-Fi 5. Okay, I've got four trucks, so I can go and service four of those. Those other six, they've got to wait. Then they come back. Hey, I've got to go and service the next four. This, okay. is, this is sounding very much like token rings, Scott. <laughs> well, actually, that's... I hadn't made that connection, but that's very interesting. I played with Token Ring a long time ago. Yeah, maybe it's your truck analogy. <laughs> maybe it's the truck, Token Truck. <laughs> Tonka. There we go. <laughs> anyway, um, but because I can now do eight things at once, for example, the yep. wait time is less to actually get the data out there, and I can stick more in each of those packets. But what it says is that there's a quicker and more equitable share of the available bandwidth across the devices, so more devices can talk at the same time and they can get a faster response back. It now, it, it doesn't necessarily say there uh, it's going to be any faster. It depends on how many devices there are where you are. So the Wi-Fi 6, um, the higher up in the spectrum you go, the closer you need to be to the access point to really take full advantage of it. Now, look, officially... Oh, that's, that's that old, that's that whole... And when I'm really low... So this is, this is the difference between AM and FM hmm. radio, right? Ah, so yes. On AM yeah. radio, the AM stations go for like ever, but yes. I can't get a lot of quality out of them. No, FM right. stations, I get more quality, but if I go over a hill too far, I lose reception. That, that, that's thing, exactly right? it. Exactly it. Uh, and um, we've got the, the two main <laughs> frequencies uh, that have been around in the Wi Fi spectrum the 2.4 gigahertz band and yep. the 5 gigahertz band. Now, these are not. The, the, these are used by Wi-Fi, but they're not Wi-Fi bands. They're public spectrum. So countries around the world uh, have said those ranges, that 2.4 gigahertz spectrum and that 5 gigahertz spectrum, they're available for public use. We're not going to limit those to defense or to specific people or to whatever. Or people they're, with a license, so to speak. Yeah, that's right. You don't have to go and license the use of those. So that's why the Wi-Fi access points going, well, we're going to use that. And if you're in a building somewhere, chances are your Wi-Fi access point is not going to go more than 50 metres or something like that. Yep. Uh, you, you can, but it's really trivial, the sort of signal you're getting out there uh, beyond that, which means that the next person in the next building who can't see you or is like 100 metres down the road is not going to be interfering with you. So you can all sort of use that same spectrum just because yes. you're not really transmitting it very far. Um, so... Uh, Wi-Fi 6 makes a lot better use of that available spectrum and says, okay, great, I can have more devices on here now. So that's good. Um, keeping uh, keeping in mind, you don't necessarily have to run out and upgrade. Everything will still work. 
but you're probably going to have the same number of issues that you've been having for a while. So you will get better performance overall. If you're having performance issues, you're having dropouts and connectivity issues, hey, maybe it's a good thing to look at. Um, but you also may have issues with the way you've designed your network. Yeah, Maybe you actually need a second access point. Where there's metal maybe, yeah. and, yep. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, look, wireless has um, has issues. It doesn't go through um, concrete very well. It doesn't go through metal very well. Make sure you don't put yourself in a Faraday cage, which is <laughs> think about a, a metal mesh grill and just uh, being around all four sides of you and on top and bottom. Wi-Fi won't get out of that. Neither will your yep. mobile phone. Neither will, and that's yeah, it's a good way to block signals, but it's also a good way to uh, not have any um, usable internet as well without a cable going inside the uh, inside the frame. Um, it's um it, it's interesting looking at all of this. Um, in general, you could just go out and buy a Wi-Fi six access point, put it in, just see if it's different. Yep. that's not bad. Um, look, there's a there are a couple of ways you can deploy it. Um, and one says, look, I'm just going to try it myself and see if it's better. Yep. Another way says, oh, I've got a very specific environment, like a warehouse. I've got um a lot of walls of a certain type. I've got all this metal shelving and framework that's going to interfere. I probably need to get this done properly because I'm going to use Wi-Fi in a business critical way. So you get somebody in and they'll actually go and measure all the signals, generate a heat map for you. But yeah, obviously there's a cost for that. Yes, of course. But they will tell you where you've got to put your access points to get proper coverage across your entire environment. Yep, no, I understand. Okay, so we've got our access points, Wi-Fi V6, there's more vans or trucks carrying my data to more people, so so that it, it is a way of solving it. Okay. Yes. But it's got to plug into something, right? Not Wi-Fi doesn't exist in this kind of... Uh, it's, it's funny, it, when the kids just think our network is Wi-Fi, they don't think that that has to plug into something else that plugs into something else that plugs into something else and eventually gets onto the internet, etc. That's right. Look, it does, um, in general, you, your access point will have a physical cable connection back into your network. Now, it is possible to put access points out that are not cabled, and what they generally do is they connect back via Wi-Fi to another access point and yep. then boost the signal out in wherever they are. Um, but you, and that's good for, um, good for extending range, but you do tend to start get lost a lot beyond that. You can't really do it more than about twice before it yeah, it, it becomes a, a, a technical challenge and a, a, a very um, mathematical problem rather than a, a business uh, solution. Um, but um, it's more about now because in, in Wi-Fi 5, the theoretical maximum was three and a half gigabits per second. But no one can actually get that. In Wi-Fi 6, it's now 9.6 gigabits per second. And but guess what? You still get that. <laughs> you, you still can't get that. You've only got right now. For most people, they're going to have a one gig network cable going into the back of the access point. Yeah. Um, what you go will out start to an internet router that's doing yeah. That, that's right with a hundred meg drive. connection. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, what you will see though um, is that access points are starting to come out with a little um, the two point five gigabit per second speed in them, which allows switches that support two point five gigabits per second to actually deliver a lot more capacity into an individual access point. Um, previously, access points used to have, say, two one gigabit per second physical ports, but you've then got to go and run two cables to them. Yeah. That way, when they had more people going in, you've actually got more capacity in the access point. Um, but again, if you've got if your internet connection is, for example, 100 meg, you're not really achieving anything. No. It's only if you've got other you're, services you're moving, inside you're your network. Bottle. 
you move the bottleneck to different places, right? But there's there's yeah, still still, still the a bottleneck. bottleneck. That, that, that's so, right. So that's fascinating. But you alluded to six E, Wi Fi six E. Yeah. So look, what's it, that? One of the things in in the industry um, is that as, as soon as you produce a standard, say Wi Fi six, someone looks at it and go, "Oh, yeah, but we could do this to improve it this way, or this to improve it this way," and all of a sudden, these offshoot standards start to appear, and they've been appearing in a lot of places over the years. But and you start to see a little bit of excitement around one of them. All of a sudden, oh, yeah, something else just happened. No, everybody's lost interest in that now. No, something else just happened. Oh, they've lost interest in the next one. Um, so when these new standards, such as Wi-Fi six E, which is not a formal ratified everywhere sort of position just yet, um, yeah. it comes out you want to be a little bit cautious about, look, is this just going to be a, 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 a lot of marketing, rah, 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 this is great, you've got to do this, or is it actually going to disappear in a couple of years' time and therefore any investment in it is going to be lost? Um, 6E has stayed around. Um, now, what 6E does over Wi-Fi 6 is, it says there is a new 6 gigahertz spectrum becoming okay, available. So you've got to be more line of sight and got to be closer, but it's way faster. It, it is faster, and what it actually um, the the amount of public capacity that is being made available, and and the capacity has been made available by the various telecommunication industries in each country. They're saying, look, this two point four gigahertz range for the low end Wi Fi, and the five gigahertz range for the higher speed Wi Fi. Generally, um, it's getting very congested. More and more devices. We and there's only so much capacity those frequencies can take. Yep. So they're actually saying, let's go and allocate more capacity in this six gigahertz spectrum. Uh, and when you look at how much can be allocated uh, for public use, it'll actually quadruple the amount of overall capacity that was available before. So this is good. A lot more capacity, which means faster speeds. Um, cool. It's been formally made available uh, in the US, the UK. There's about 15 other countries that have formally uh, adopted this standard. It's now, keep in mind... It's Australia is still under consideration, and right. and there's a lot of other countries around the world that are under consideration as well. Because yeah, if you want, just as as Wi-Fi came out, it's no good if oh I've got this Wi-Fi, but it only works in this country in that country. When I go to this other country, I've got to get this different Wi-Fi box. And when I go to no, that's just silly. But yeah, every country's got their own process to go and do this. Um, when this comes out, but just again, this is not Wi-Fi specific capacity. This is more public use capacity of which Wi-Fi 6 can use. Um, Wi-Fi 6E, sorry, can use. It uses that 6 gigahertz uh, spectrum. Um, and I don't know, give it a year or so, we'll start to see more and more devices starting to come out. There are quite a few at the moment. It's about 300-odd million coming out now with um, Wi-Fi 6E Still compatibility. Still way less than 4.8 billion, isn't it, Scott? Yeah, well, keep, keep in mind, it, it's, not, you know, it's not as if you can use them everywhere in the world. Yeah. Uh, and in some cases, unless you put it in a little box that is never going to use the capacity, what's the point? You're paying extra to have this extra higher capacity anyway. available, which you're never going to use. So it's um, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing. But I think watch this space. This will happen. Um, but at the same point, don't get too confused or don't delay something that it may take another couple of years to really start to take off commercially and then get into the supply chains and everything else. If you're having problems now, look at upgrading. Access points are not expensive. No, and they can make a massive difference, especially to things like staff satisfaction and 
it's lovely. Oh, look, no, no one likes bad Wi-Fi. No, 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 no. Nobody likes bad Wi-Fi. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, I can put in access points myself, right? You, you can. Back it on your roof. You, you might as well. So, like, here's the thing. Um, if you've got a smaller area, and look, people do this at home. They go and put it somewhere. You've just got to be considerate about where am I putting it and what's going to be in the way of my in-between, wherever the aerial is, and my end user. If you're sticking it in the corner of a room and you've got air just between cells, you're going to get a good signal. If you're sticking it in the corner of a room and there's going to be a wall between you and then something else, and maybe you've got a kitchen in the way that's, of course, got lots of metal and pipes in the walls and maybe you've got some other power running around, yeah, you're going to have a bad experience. Maybe you need a second access point or a third access point or something like that and getting them all working together. Um, it's the same in business, though. If you work out my my office space is, you know, like a couple of hundred square meters or a thousand square meters, whatever it is, chances are you can work out, well, where do I need Wi-Fi? Let me just go and stick a couple of access points over there, a couple over there and a couple over there. And maybe that covers the entire thousand square meters really well for what I need to do. And that could be a good starting point because beyond that, you're talking about getting uh IT people in to actually do proper surveys to perhaps have to run cables into it. It becomes quite expensive. Um, maybe it's a few thousand dollars to get it done properly, although upwards of I've seen proper Wi-Fi heat maps done for uh, for buildings that can cost you know, $25,000, $30,000 to do. But you then have a proper set out. Um, there, there we go. Now, hmm. finally, before we move yes. on, security radios. I've heard of these. That's got something Ooh. to do with Wi-Fi 6, hasn't it? Uh, well, it's it's got something to do with Wi-Fi. Um, it, it is supported in Wi-Fi six. So what's um, what's happening now on the higher end access points? You don't find this on the the, the sort of very cheaper cheap access points, but on the, on the, the sort of mid range to higher end access points, they will have an additional aerial, additional radio in them. Mm-hmm. Now that's not used for carrying traffic. What it does is it monitors all of what's going on across all the frequencies. So it's used for that. And you can use it in a variety of ways. It'll it'll go and say, oh, look, uh, I can see this spectrum range is very busy. Uh, maybe I'm going to tell the access point to move some people in to other areas. It's going to say, I'm watching this person on this device trying to connect and they're having all these issues. I'm going to raise an alert against that device and say, this device is having problems. That way, when you actually say, well, why can't this device connect? And you'd look, the average Wi-Fi, now you get, oh, I'm going to try this. I'm going to just going to guess and try to work it out. Here's some real information. Oh, it's trying to do this and this, and that isn't supported the way we set the Wi-Fi up. Or, oh, it's got a bad address configured in it. This is never going to work. You need to fix that on the device. And so it actually goes and tracks and tries to identify key issues. Um, At the same point, it also tries to identify known security issues as it's watching all the traffic. And this is just like a firewall watching all the traffic going through it. It'll say, hang on, that device isn't supposed to be on this network. Where'd that come from? Or... That's an access point that's broadcasting the name of the business's network, but I don't know about it. Where did it come from? Has yeah. someone or gone somebody, and just plugged it in? Just, somebody just disconnected everybody and is now looking at the traffic coming in to crack that, the yeah, password. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And this is the whole thing. So it's it, it does security monitoring. It does performance and availability monitoring and uh, generates all these stats. And now you've actually got an idea about what's happening in your network and some data to work on. Oh, how do I fix this? How do I improve the user experience? Cool. No, awesome. Now, finally, I yes. heard Jim got his Starlink yesterday. 
He did. He did, and he plugged it in and got a basic signal, but I suspect the basic signal was because it was dark at night and he had the thing inside the house. Um, <laughs> we, we, we're going to come back very soon in the next few episodes and talk about initial experiences with Starlink Excellent. from a real-life user, including That's... a photo. Oh, it's going to be very exciting. Maybe we can get him on the show to talk. Yeah, well, that was I was thinking about that. There's a bit of a bit of a hint, um, but yes. um, it it actually looked quite good. Uh, it was a decent dish. It was a about a nearly a meter across, something like that, just a bit under wow. for a dish. Yep, big big stand and uh, a thirty odd meter. I should say a hundred foot apparently, but 30, 30 meter um, solid cable to go with it to run it to wherever it's got to go. And um, yeah, you picked up signal. Got um, I think it was like initially about forty or something, forty to fifty megabits per second down, which actually yeah, given right. given you're inside a room, just pointing it generally out to the air somewhere, <laughs> as best guess, that's not bad. Um, I think we once it actually gets installed in the outdoors, pointing you know, and tuned upwards towards sort of where the satellites are supposed to be, um, it'll be very interesting to uh to to see what the actual end result is. Given there's probably not a lot of contention at the moment, many very few users on that on that net because it's new. But we'll actually go and do some initial reports around what that was like, and that it wasn't expensive. No, that'll be very cool. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Cool. Thank you, Scott. That's right. Thank you, Nick. Cool. I do know we're up to time, so we'll, we'll let everybody go. Look, everybody, thank you so much for watching or listening to us. It's been another episode of The Wind Down with, um, with Scott and Nick. Please leave us a like. Please subscribe. Um, and if you're on YouTube, hit the little bell to tell us you like what you see um that helps with all the statistics and helps helps us get this message across which isn't sales it's just purely educational so i certainly hope you enjoyed it scott thank you for being here today yes thank you nick thank you everyone all right everyone you have a fantastic day we'll catch you later bye-bye now bye